Hello guys, so let's talk a bit about what to expect in this podcast. This is our yearly Gamescom special. So what we do is we actually talk about our experience at Gamescom and in between we have some uh, pictures and some photos and also links to the full video interviews and the full stuff so that you know um, to look at that. And you can actually find this all in our Gamescom 2017 playlist at youtube.sceneworld.org. And we will start this all by a model from Germany, Annabel Andersen, who will actually explain in German what it is for her not being connected to the retro gaming scene to be an event like Gamescom and be remembered about childhood playing Tetris and all that stuff. So if you know German, it's good because if you listen to the audio version, you will have no problem understanding. If you don't understand German, of course, then go to the video version and actually look at the subtitles. So there is a solution for everybody. So you will definitely work with that. Um, so, I hope you enjoy this because this is a pretty special podcast for us and we always enjoy every year to talk about this and, um, and go at Gamescom meeting you people, making interviews and bringing retro perspective of Gamescom to you by the game makers and the press. All right. Without further ado, let's go and check it out. Wir sind heute auf der Gamescom mit der Scene World und haben hier die Annabel Anderson getroffen, eine Musikerin, die wir halt auch betreuen im musikalischen Bereich und die wir hier haben, um einfach mal zu zeigen, wo unsere Wurzeln liegen als Szenemusiker, Szenemagazin mal zu zeigen, wo eigentlich auch die Wurzeln ihrer Musik liegen und haben einfach mal einen kleinen Rundgang gehabt und äh, in dem Bereich Family and Friends ein wenig Einblick erhalten. So, dann freuen wir uns, dich hier begrüßen zu dürfen, lieber ja, Anna. Ja, dann erzähl mal so ein bisschen. Hast du denn mit Computerspielen schon was zu tun gehabt in deinem Leben? Ja, also ich habe als Kind schon äh, mit meinen Freunden immer gezockt und so, das hat mir auch immer viel Spaß gemacht okay. und äh, ja, in letzter Zeit ein bisschen weniger, muss ich sagen, weil einfach die Zeit nicht da ist und äh, ja, okay. aber so ein bisschen habe ich auf jeden Fall schon gespielt, ja. ja. Das heißt halt auch diese alten Konsolen, die wir jetzt hier gesehen haben, das hast du alles auch schon mal in deiner Kindheit mal erlebt, oder? Ja, also die alten Konsolen kenne ich natürlich alle noch. Ich kenne noch meinen Apple-PC, da war noch alles grün und äh, das war Ach noch so. alles ganz... Das geht ja, auch das noch. Ja, ich noch, aber das habe ich geliebt als Kind und ja, äh, ja da gab es so zwei spezielle Spiele und die habe ich dann immer gespielt, deswegen... Okay. Äh, und was hältst du jetzt davon hier, dass, äh, ich sag jetzt mal, gerade in dem Bereich Retro, wo wir uns hier bewegen, da haben wir halt all diese alten Geräte, die wir aus unserer Jugend kennen. Äh, was sagst du dazu, was die Leute hier mitmachen? Also ich finde es total irre, was hier alles äh, mit den Geräten gemacht wird. Also ich habe gerade gesehen, irgendwie auf dem Gameboy wurde ein bisschen Musik gemacht und so. Finde ich total spannend und inspiriert mich natürlich auch für meine Musik, was man da noch alles so machen kann, weil ich glaube, da ist ganz, ganz viel möglich und äh, ja, das, äh, da lernt man hier schon einiges. Hast du gedacht, dass das mal so groß wird, dieses Thema, und dass so viele Besucher kommen, nur um ihre alten Videospiele zu zelebrieren und die alten Computer, wie Martin erwähnt hat, 
Also ich hätte niemals gedacht, dass überhaupt da so viel Interesse da, äh, <lacht> besteht, aber man sieht es, also es ist brechend voll. Äh, ja, und äh, die Leute sind total interessiert, äh, von jung bis alt. Finde ich total spannend. Ja, ja. genau. Fein. Ähm, wo du gerade Musik ansprachst jetzt äh, mit dem Gameboy, ist das äh, auch was, was du hören würdest oder eher so weniger? Also ich finde es auf jeden Fall als Element jetzt, wenn ich äh, das irgendwie vielleicht in meine Musik ein mit einbinden könnte, fände ich es, glaube ich, spannend und äh, auf jeden Fall wäre mal was anderes, was Neues, was vielleicht noch nicht so gibt. Also ja, könnte ich okay. mir vorstellen. Also ist, der Musik, die du so machst, ist sowas, sind diese Klänge wahrscheinlich eher nicht so zu Hause. Genau, die Klänge sind nicht zu Hause, aber ich finde so als äh, kleinen <lacht> Anschub, als e wäre genau. das auf jeden Fall mal, äh, ja, ja. Das machen ja einige. Zum Beispiel mal so ein bisschen Gedudel von Tetris reinbringen. Ne? Tetris kennt man ja auch ja. von früher. Genau. Also ein paar Sekunden, also Pups, das kenne genau. ich doch noch von früher. Was war denn das noch? Ja. Mal, ja. Ne? Aber es kann halt das gewisse Etwas in einem Song sein. Und genau. Deswegen, ja. Schön. Äh, diese, was auch noch jetzt äh, weniger retro ist, aber vielleicht auch noch aus seiner Jugend, diese ganzen Partyspiele. Das heißt, ist ja im Bereich Musikspiele ist ja sehr viel gemacht worden. Äh, ich sage jetzt mal Singstar als Beispiel. Würdest du sowas, machst du sowas auch noch oder ist das, sagst du, das ist nichts für mich, ist es zu kindisch oder, oder würdest du das auch noch mitmachen? Also ich habe Singstar, muss ich sagen, schon ganz lange nicht mehr gespielt. Aber du hast es gespielt. Aber ich habe es gespielt, ja, und äh, ich finde es total cool, weil es ist halt einfach, ich meine, ich mag alles, was mit Musik zu tun hat und gerade auch jetzt für die Kids oder so, hm. das damit zu verbinden, finde ich klasse. Ich meine auch die ganzen Tanzspiele und alles, was da mittlerweile ja. auf dem Markt ist, ist äh, ja. ja. Das heißt, wenn wir von der Scene World immer mal sagen, wir treffen uns mit der Annabelle Anderson und machen hier einen kleinen äh, Singstar-Wettbewerb, dann wärst dabei. du dabei. Okay. Da haben wir das jetzt festgemacht, das, das ist schon gut. <lacht> Aber wir haben ganz schön viel Potenzial bei der Scene World, also musst du ein bisschen... <lacht> ja, schön. Ähm, hast du denn noch eine Frage, Jörg? Denkst du denn, dass ähm, Videospiele eher sagen wir mal, familienunfreundlicher werden, weil jetzt wird das alles moderner und echter. Oder denkst du eher, dass eher so die alten Spiele, die jetzt schlechtere Grafik haben, aber mehr charmant sind, eher was sind, worauf man sich wieder zurückbesinnen sollte? Ja, also ich finde schon, dass aus der früheren Zeit, also zu meiner Kindheit oder so, fand ich die Spiele schon irgendwie, die hatten halt irgendwie so mehr, ja, wie soll ich sagen, mehr Freundlichkeit oder so. Das wird natürlich jetzt echt immer moderner und teilweise auch aggressiver. Ne? Und ja. da ist es natürlich schon schön, wenn da vielleicht ein bisschen was von früher zurückkommen würde. Das fand ich schon toll, ja. Genau, dieser Flair, ne? genau, der die Fantasie Flair. ein bisschen mehr spielen kann. Genau. Ne? Genau. Ja. ja gut, da haben wir ja gerade in unserem Bereich wirklich viel zu zeigen hier. Ne? Genau, deswegen. Das ist schon ganz ja. gut. Ja, wunderbar. Ja, super, danke ich dir. Ja, ja, vielen Dank, dass du noch viel Zeit hast. Ja, ne? euch auch. Danke. Yes. It's the Scene World Podcast. What's up? That started off. Good. Yeah. And I'm Jörg. Hello. How are you? <laughs> so. In, in a minute, we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be doing our first retrospective on the cons. And number one is going to be with, with Altraz, um, Martin Amon, who, who was at Gamescom with Jörg. Cause we're gonna be, so we're going to be looking at Gamescom in this one. There's going to be a part two of this in which we will be looking at the American cons, which I went to and which um, John went to, um, being uh, a video game con and ECCC. So we'll do that in an upcoming video. But this one here will be mostly focused on Gamescom. Did we ask John yet if he would agree to do it? No. 
Why but not? We hope we will. Good. John, you want to, want to do a podcast? Yes. Yeah. At the very so least, news. at the very least, we'll have video from John. So, Good. news. What's happening? Well, Thimbleweed Park box that's, out. That's what that is. Yes. Is pretty that an neat. autograph on it? Has it? Good question. Right on the front there. Yes, of course. Ron Gilbert. Hmm. The one we spoke to. The one and only. I wonder if when he signed that, he sh he totally should have been like, I'm Ron Gilbert, fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that bit? Yeah. Other news is mm -hmm. um, Sonic Mania was released. Yes. Yes. I'm just gonna I'm gonna dance while he goes and looks for it. Oh, there it is. Yep. Wow. And it's this nice record the test. So so wait wait a minute, what am I looking at? That's um a mega drive. In America, called Genesis. Yeah, is that an actual? Has, is that an actual Genesis? No, no, no. That's just fake. Okay, that's what that's what I thought. I was gonna say. Look, look at the yeah, not working okay. plastic ports. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's I, I was, just. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I was gonna say that's a that's a really awkward way to sell a console with a big old hedgehog standing <laughs> on top of it. Nice, isn't it? Mm. I got the PC version, so it comes with a Steam code for Sonic Mania, the classical um, Sonic. Yeah. Jump and run, I would say. Cool, cool. So, pretty neat. Pretty expensive, but was worth it. Okay. Definitely. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, just once again. <laughs> Woo! We are not getting paid for this. <laughs> well, that means two awesome things got released recently. Very nice. Um, Sonic Mania and um, Maniac Man. Uh, sorry, Thimbleweed Park, mm -hmm. the box edition. Thimbleweed Park is also released on consoles now. Mm -hmm. So, okay, they all kept words. Nice. I think that the It Came From The Desert movie has come out finally because I saw Sven post a picture of his name in the closing credits. And, oh. you know, as a, as a you know, life achievement unlocked, he's in the closing credits of a movie. Mm. Oh, it was released in the Stuttgart Fantasy Film Festival there you go. on September... 21st from what I saw. Now, see, seven, so it was released... Seven days ago, he said, Achievement yeah. Unlocked, name in the credits of a movie. Yeah, so he, got, he probably got... Probably got an advanced screening or something because yep, he was yep, yep. involved. Yep. So it was released. That are three awesome things. Yeah. What else we've got? There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the 64 scene as far as hardware goes and 
I was just talking to you before about about these these Wi-Fi modems, of which I currently have three. Here's one one of each. These things, there are more. There's thirty. These things are becoming like the SD two IEC, where where everyone is making one, and they're all slightly different. So um, I'm thinking about doing a review, a rundown of the different different models. Definitely. I've Definitely. Got, I've got one of each, so look for that upcoming on the channel. In the meantime, I recommend that people, you know, support the people that are making these because this stuff is pretty awesome. There's actually there's a Wednesday night Q-Link hangout. Did, did you know about this? No. On, have you been to Q-Link? Been on that? No. Yet, you have, not you yet. have one of these, right? I should yeah, do that. Well, yeah, every yeah. every Wednesday night at eight, uh, everyone gathers on on Quantum Link, this old like you know pre AOL network, which and is like the next morning for me. Someone was saying that yeah, it was really uncomfortable. It was like two a.m. for people in Europe, and so they were talking about doing a different day, which actually would work really well for me because I usually I'm usually at work at eight p.m. on Wednesdays. So it's really difficult. Either either I'm not there or I'm in secret emulation on my laptop, which is no fun. I don't want to, you know, be on Q-Link. But, but also, Q-Link, um, they've, they've set it up so that if you go into the people connection, the chat rooms, it actually acts as a, um, an IRC gateway. It's a, it's a proxy to IRC, so you can go to any old hmm. IRC channel. I see, I see. Which is, pretty, which is pretty cool in itself. So even if there's nobody on it, which... And that's the thing, right? Even if this, I've been going on this thing for uh, maybe a month now, a couple of weeks at, at the at, at least. Um, there's always somebody on it. It's it, there's never been an issue where I've gone in there and it's like there's nobody there. And that's kind of nice. that's surprising for you know an elderly system that was taken down in 1995 or whenever it was taken down. So. Great. People should check that out. People should, people should support the people making these modems. We'll put a link. Yeah, I got one of those too, so I should use it. Yeah, I'll be trying out. I just got my my Strike Link modem from Nick Vivid, from our very own Nick Vivid, and that arrived in the mail today. And I will be trying that out uh, as soon as we're done here and seeing how it works. Looking forward to the review video, yes. AJ. Yes, People are longing for one from you since the pet phone review. Yeah, hopefully I can do these Pull justice. that off. Yeah, hopefully I can do these justice and not come off as too weird. Nice. We'll find out. So that's like five news. Yes. Did, do we have a six entry? There's a new game. I saw a preview of, um, this is by Pond Software, uh, a sneak peek at an upcoming 64 game. Um, there's no name on it that, but it's a, it's a platformer, and it looks cool. So. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than that there, someone's working on a new, Andreas Gustafsson is working on a new platformer. Wow. Well, that's a quick news section this time. Yeah, I'm cool with that. We've got a lot of stuff to cover coming up. A lot of oh yeah, cut out. Right. We we recorded this next part a couple of days ago, and um, I don't know if it'll come across in the in in how it'll be cut, but 
but Martin and I really had a difficult time not laughing. And and even Yorick on occasion had difficulty not laughing. So on occasion. So it's normally be, I'm a very serious guy. Yeah, yeah. You you chastised us a few times for for giggling, but I don't know how well that'll come across, but we, we had fun. We always have fun when we do this. Yeah. Go over and talk to Martin and, and go and, and find out what happened at Gamescom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. All right. All right. Let's start again. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's Martin Almond. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hi, guys. <laughs> he and York went to Gamescom this uh, this past week, or maybe I yeah, I think it's this past week. It could be longer by the time you see this, but they went to Gamescom and they did the the uh, Scene World booth and all that. So, tell us a right. little bit about that. Well, we went with Martin and the other Martin called Notepond and Arthur van Damme. Yes. And also had our friends from Hans High School in the opposite direction of the booth on a small separated stage. Mm -hmm. And so we presented Scene World, me on a C64 and Martin on an Amiga, an early beta version. Ooh. Yeah. So we actually have we actually have the Amiga version now going. Yes, we have. And it, it's, in my opinion, it's very cool. It, it runs smoothly and you have all the content you have on the C64 version. And so you can enjoy your Scene World magazine on the Amiga. Hmm. So when can people download it on the web page? Well, Oliver told me he needs some more weeks, perhaps one, two months, but uh, uh, he has a lot of to do in, in, in the background fixing problems and, 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 and fixing stuff. But uh, actually, we had we had a very stable version running at Gamescom and um, had a lot of people um, reading it, which was very nice. So are we going yes. to be doing... Is that going to be a regular thing? Are we going to release a, a C64 and Amiga version concurrently? Yeah, we will, because the, the whole system is just like a the, the wrapping module, uh, which is... Uh, taking all the uh, C64 content just without uh, uh, converting it by hand, so we can do it with a snip, snip of nice. the finger. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. and and I, to be uh, honest, I have just I have to do a lot of work too because I, I promised to do some modules for the for the thing because uh, we have uh, music too with a little music menu where you can choose your favorite tune listening. While reading the magazine, it's it's a nice thing. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, now we're gonna have to start looking for Amiga logos and and all this other stuff to to supplement the magazine. Yeah, sure. We're gonna have to <laughs> learn to do that. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, actually, um, Oliver was was uh, talking to me just uh, and tried and to do some uh, some logos by itself, but he's not that satisfied. But at the end, I am. And uh, I think it's uh, it's a very neat product, and it at the end it it works on on stock Amigas like the Amiga 500, but it also runs on my Amiga 1200, so AGA is no problem at all. And uh, I think we'll have a big new fan base on with this. Nice, nice. Uh -huh. Great. So thanks again, Martin, for taking this project to the next step. 
No problem, thanks. Thank you very much, Oliver. If you're listening to this, uh, I'm really satisfied with your work. We, we wow. love you, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> you have awesome members in the team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. Oh. So, Gamescom. Yes. Yes, yes back to what we were talking about. Well, though, we had a lot of appointments at Gamescom. And um, I guess let's start with the wonderful experience we had with EA. Hmm. Sure. Of course, EA was special this year. So EA was like, they had got a whole hall just full of EA business stuff. So it was guarded pretty much, and you had to be registered personally with your name and credentials to be able to enter. Hmm. So Martin and I were registered, as scene world members, he was the camera dude. I was yeah. the interviewer, and um, so we went there. I forgot. I forgot my ticket actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. So does does scene world does being a member of scene world give us good credentials? Yes, it does. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you know, when when two people there, charming as as hell. Yeah, we were there that's, and that's and, true. and and just said, hey, this is Scene World Podcast, you know. So we, we went in there with no problems. <laughs> Did we? Yeah? Yes, it was no problem at all. Yeah. Nice, nice. We went there, and um, so the first thing that happened is I crashed into a developer of Need for Speed hmm. Payback, you know. Need for Speed, this year, when it's coming out in November, it's going to be like a movie and you are an action hero of the movie, yeah. And that's Siri again. <laughs> she thought I'm talking to her. <laughs> that happens all the time, too. Every time. Okay, so I, I restart that. So when we went into um, the BIS area of Elektron... <laughs> Hey guys, it was me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is we a have good one. we have all the time. I'm 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 over this point of being. Uh, 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 um... Anyway, anyway, you should you should you should get your drumstick out of the. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so the first thing that happened is. We went into the electronic arts area, and Martin was surprised. He said, "Like, Need for Speed um, Payback is actually pretty deserted compared to FIFA Soccer, hmm. which was fine because Need for Speed Payback is what we were after. Because this year it's like you are you are an action hero. You are part of a movie, so you are doing stunts and uh, completing missions. You know." It's a bit like uh, GTA Five, but more, more concentrated on the racing than on shooting people over. What was the uh, game that, that that was out a couple of years back? Uh, Driver, that was similar yes. to that, I think. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yep. with much much more cutscenes and uh, all, it's, it's all uh, just scripted. So you have you have you you are in the movie actually. Hmm. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's pretty cool. 
And so we, we crashed into a developer and he was like, okay, let's see if we can sort out an interview later with some of the creators of the game. And before we did that, actually, we had the chance to play it. Mm-hmm. And Martin did pretty good on the controller. <laughs> I tried at least. <laughs> yeah. And and so um, you can go to the video that we took and you can see Martin playing a bit. Mm-hmm. And me. Yeah. And uh, Martin later said, like, Jörg is like a master. It was like playing and then, okay, done. Yeah. yeah, mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the next thing we actually did is entering a big presentation, like in a cinema room, where the two main developers were actually talking about the game, while one of the developers was actually playing the game. Hmm. So that was pretty neat. That okay. went on for like half an hour, and after that you actually could make a Q&A, so you could actually ask questions and get the answers from it. And afterwards, we spoke to the creative director, William Ho, in the, um, well, afterwards. So, in the whole video, you can see that. And so it's interesting, I didn't know that before, Need for Speed is actually um, developed by Ghost Games, which is the development studio of EA Gassenberg in Sweden. Has it always been? No, before before um, the Need for Speed Shift series, which are more which are more simulated, they are actually devo- they were actually um, developed by slate by slightly mad studios, mm. which are now working on Project Cars Two. Okay. Which 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 is published by Namco Bandai. Okay. And um, yes. Hmm. So. Now it's now it's um, Ghost Games in Gassenberg, uh, Sweden. So that was a pretty good experience, I have to say. We really were taken care of well. We had the chance to play, talk to the developers, make an interview, and yeah. and you know, in the business area, it's like okay, if you like, you can play again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> in the entertainment area, it's like wait two hours. To play like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know. In the business area, people are like, oh, come on, play. Take the controller here. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's pretty neat. And yeah. Hmm, nice. I, I guess even even Martin enjoyed it. Um, but he confused the developer a bit asking about a Need for Speed 2 because that was the last <laughs> Need for Speed he played, you know? Yeah, that I played on the PlayStation 1, no? Yeah, which one was that? Was that... Um, I think that's the only one I played. I think me too. So uh, just I had one Need for Speed and it, I think it was two and, and then I... Uh, and I said to the developer, I, I, sorry, but I, I'm not that uh, preparated for this interview now, but the last Need for Speed I played was Need for Speed 2, and then just uh, he saw his face go, oh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> this is a long time ago. <laughs> That's interesting, because EA also said they are more focusing on single player again, on, mm-hmm. on the yeah. <clears throat> retro gamer, mm-hmm. you know, to bring kind of the old experience back mixed with that movie action hero theme so that will be pretty interesting to play in november 
I'm pretty sure about that. No. So, and, and another thing we actually had is we spoke about the current state of the video game industry, modern games and retro with Hans Ippisch. And Hans Ippisch is one of the pioneers, one of the old people from Germany. He is in the game video game industry since uh, 1980, uh, sorry, 1987, I think. So 30 years, yeah. And he did the first game called Soldiers that was actually um, that was actually forbidden for um, people under 18. Really? It was actually put on the index for dangerous software, <laughs> dangerous um, video games, computer games. And so he has a major role here because, you know, he, he was the first to ever receive a letter like, you're sorry, but you may not put your game on the market and sell it normally. Hmm. Um, yes, and now he is CEO of the Computech Media Group, which is actually the same company that did Discmax back in the day, you know? Right. And um, like Magic Disc, Golden Disc, all this German disc magazines thing. And nowadays, since the 90s, actually, they are doing um, PC games, Amiga games, and so on. So he has a pretty good view about the video game industry from back then and nowadays. So that, this is pretty you interesting. A, you did an interview with him a while back. Too, yes. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't put up the whole five hours and a half. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think you would have listened to when he said, okay, I think my schnitzel is cold now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hate it when my schnitzel gets cold. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not so good if your, schnitzel, if your schnitzel gets cold. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, and also we had a follow-up interview with Norbert Varga from Digital Error, you know, CEO and lead designer of Equinox 4, Deep Descent, which mm. is actually, you know, um, which was called Schleichfahrt in Germany, the first part in 1996 by Blue Byte Software, which was actually a German publisher. Oh, uh, I love that, I love that word. Yep. H.A. is always... Schleichfart. Schleich yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, so we had an update interview there, and we actually had the chance to play the current multiplayer mode at, and have a dogfight. That was pretty interesting. What, what's so the status of Oxonox? Because, you know, we talked to them a few years ago, actually, about that coming out. And I've seen some yeah. things. There was a tester version somewhat recently that came out for, for backers of the, of the project. But where are they as far as release goes? Like, like when is this going to be out? Early next year. Okay. Cool. That's what I would say, yeah. Well, he said it's just a few things here and there to fix. It's not like a lot of things is missing. And um, and also you can see graphics and current status of it in our video because you also got promo 
promo material for the press that we also put in in the video. So the video of Aquanox 4 Deep Descent is actually put into sections like promo, like interview, and then some pictures. Right. And the other person we spoke to was actually Matt Fyroar, which is kind of interesting because he is the CEO of Cinemax Online Studios, and he is a pioneer in massive multiplayer online games. Yeah. MMORPGs. MMORPGs. Yes. <laughs> and that's the one I am... And that's getting my tongue twisted. Uh <laughs> Which I also noticed during the interview, and and he he did he did games like that since the eighties, exactly since twenty nine years, and before that he actually did BBS games before he jumped uh. online, and so so he 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 released in June Morrowind, which is well a campaign for. Um, for the Elder Scrolls Online, which is like an expanded version of the single-player Morrowind that was released exactly 10 years ago. Okay. So you see, the number 7 is really something that appeared often this year at Gamescom, you know? <laughs> you know. So um, that probably was a coincidence. That everything happens like 87, 97, <laughs> or 2007, or to the, uh, 2017. So, yes, so that was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. And he also spoke about how, how it is to make such a kind of game. And it's interesting because uh, before we were uh, actually going to Gamescom, We've received emails like, would you like to talk about our games too? And would you like to come and see them, you know? And, and you said, no. No. <laughs> You're like, no, yeah, leave no, me alone. Said, <laughs> I said, yes. Uh, it's interesting that more and more games actually insert a story mode and then call it, uh, you know, action multiplayer. Hmm. Um, oh, no, action role, role, role player games, you know. Yeah. Um, that's that's interesting. I don't know if you really should call it a role-playing game just because it has, it has story mode in it. Um, I think everything yes. now is, is... Every game can kind of be designated a role-playing game. I mean, even, you know, Super Mario Brothers, you're playing the role of, of a plumber trying to, you know, save his, his woman. So, I mean, everything... Every game has role-playing aspects. Yeah, but but I'm talking about role-playing games in the um, in the kind of having you know like a party to play with, you oh, know. Yeah, yeah, called those. Okay, yeah, those. Those are for me role-playing games in the yeah. in the classical sense, you know. I always named one character after myself, <laughs> and then then kept him like at the back where he'd be protected, or, like in the middle. So that everybody else could die around me, but as long as my character stayed alive, I didn't care. Wow. And he was always, like, the most useless character because, like, I didn't want to be, like, a magician or, or whatever. You know, just make me, like, the regular person that has no abilities whatsoever. The normal dude. Yeah, exactly. Just like if I was in the story. Yeah. 
And the, then the there with, was with zero charisma or or endurance. Just has, oh, everyone then... else has to carry him through the game. Oh, then it's not true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like you. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. So... How do you say it in America? I love your brother. No. <laughs> How do you say it in English? I love ya. Brother. Love you, man. Bro. Yeah, love you, man. Yep. Yeah. And that was a burp, and we, we cut that out of the video, I hope. No burp. <laughs> well, I'm not cutting any of this out. <laughs> Great. So we are burping and farting all, all the all the podcasts. Burping, like. farting, and giggling. <laughs> oh, nice. And people then unsubscribe us. Um, I think that would be way more entertaining. <laughs> screw up and go. I still want to do a bloopers version of because I've got saved in a folder. I have every time we screwed up anything, I've got saved someplace. Nice. And someday we'll put them all together and just have one big long video audio extravaganza of us messing up. So the other person we spoke to is pretty interesting mm. as well. And that was Celia Schilling, marketing manager of Hyperkin. Mm. And she brought with her, you know, the amazing Game Boy adapter, you know. Yeah, uh, smart that was, boy. That was interesting because you mm -hmm. actually put the Game Boy cartridge into the thing. Yes. And then you put in your, your Samsung Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Because she brought with her the USB-C version, but you can also get the developer kit that is a mini USB version for other big smartphones. And, um, well, so the screen of the smartphone would be the screen of the Game Boy. Right. So your smartphone turns into a Game Boy. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually very cool. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we, we both had the, the chance to play the, the Superboy, you know? You remember when I visited you and uh, I, I just uh, bought it for my wife too then? And Hyperkin is actually very good in, in giving um, uh, emulation the good old handling of buttons, the feeling of buttons. Having something in the hand, and and I'm, I'm actually very impressed by the Superboy, and I can't wait to get this uh, Hyperkin uh, Game Boy too. A smart boy, yeah. Smart boy, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. and you know, um, Celia Celia Schilling is really somebody who can, you know, make you excited about it. It was really a good show. Um, mm -hmm. So really good product, um, right? Nice. Um, what what so, else? But, we so, got? so now that yeah. that device isn't really, it's not necessarily an emulator. You can't call it like an emulator in as much as because you're actually using the the original cartridges and stuff. It's sort of just like a new, a different kind of Game Boy. Well, it is computer. an emulator inside, just like the Retron Five, for example, right. because the Retron Five works like that. You you put in. A cartridge and then the cartridge contents the ROM is dumped into the memory of the Retron 5 mm -hmm. and the Retron 5 itself just is based on emulator software emulators 
for for the for the smart boy, it's not done like that. She said it's like internally done a bit different, but she wouldn't tell me detailed how it's done. So I guess we have to wait um, till it's released so we can get a we can get an idea here. Well, okay. Yes. Yeah. Other people we spoke to. Yeah. That would be Adam Betty. Very oh, yes. well, very much known because of the podcast we had with him like two years ago. And um, was it last year? No, no, it was like it was a couple of years back. Uh, yeah, 2015 he was, then. He was early. But after EA, I believe. Um, uh, no, no, I thought he was first. Because we talked to him, and then we talked to EA after him. I'll tell you okay. in a second. Let's see. He was, Adam Batty was... Martin, your keyboard. He was number 16, uh, November of 2015, I think. Yes, November 2015. Okay. Podcast episode and number EA 16. And EA was in... EA was... In oh, no. EA August. was 11. Yeah, it was podcast 11, so that was August of 15. So, yeah, he was after EA. Yeah, like I said. Okay. Yeah. We spoke um, with Adam Betty about um, Pro Evolution Soccer um, 18, actually. 18, yes. Yeah. And he mentioned that every third year they make a technology um, jump mm-hmm. and improve a lot. And Morgan was pretty impressed. Yes, I was, because actually I don't really like football games. Uh, I don't enjoy playing soccer um, on, on, the, on the PlayStation or a console. Um, I really enjoyed playing with my son, at least. But uh, it's not that I, I go and look uh, football with my friends. But uh, when I saw this there, the footage, it was really impressive. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's, yeah. that's something that I, you know. The, the the sports games especially you know when we did I guess it was sixteen, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer sixteen, uh, everything looked really nice you know the the character animations were good all that stuff was great but when it zooms in they all have like these dead faces with yeah. eyes that have nothing and it's like I can't get past that you know I see that and I just start giggling because it's just not right. Yeah, but the, in in this version I think they got the real boost in, in, in the animation of, of all the people you you, you you saw the people cheering not on the on the play not only on the play field but at the, all the uh, spectacle what it's called all the uh, audience audience and uh, really impressive and I, I don't know if they were all the, the players had the hair here and it was moving and it was really really cool Wow uh, yeah and Martin would get goose skin. Yeah, I, I did, and I sure I thought uh, to, uh, what would my son say if he if he would stay here and play the demo? Uh, we we could have, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were so busy with uh, Need for Speed yeah. um, Payback. Mm. Cool. Yes, and um, the um, special thing here this year was for the first time Konami actually brought in all the Japanese developers. Of oh. poor evolution soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we didn't have enough time of the week to get an appointment with the Japanese developer as well. Yeah. Maybe next year. Maybe. 
Okay, that was it. Our special Gamescom 2017 podcast. I hope you liked it. Please be sure to subscribe to us.